Despite what some Twitter aggregators would have you think, it's not been a surprise the idea that New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara will be suspended in 2023. The question is when and for how long. And perhaps Alvin Kamara did his best to help his case. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Day. Thanks so much as always for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day to all you everydayers out there. Don't forget you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, as well as take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, insider information, and much more, head over today to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola, wherever you're on social media, your New Orleans Saints expert credentialed member of the media. You can find me as a senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site, covering the New Orleans Saints every Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, we're taking a look partway through camp here, effectively two weeks into camp in terms of, you know, these kind of gap days that they have. Uh, We're going to take a look at our biggest surprises of camp so far, why Marshawn Lattimore and another are the stars of camp. But first, let's take a look at this Alvin Kamara situation because it is the biggest news around the New Orleans Saints, in addition to a couple of other pieces of news like Andrew Dow headed to injured reserve, things like that. But I want to start with Alvin Kamara here because this is big. Um, Alvin Kamara, according to our friends over at NOLA.com, Jeff Duncan getting the report here, mentioning that. Uh, Alvin Kamara was going to go and visit with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell to kind of appeal and kind of tell his side of the story, to plead his side of what happened uh, that night in Vegas in question. And um, I I like this move by Alvin Kamara because, look, we all know that Alvin Kamara is probably going to be suspended for some multiple number of games here in 2023. But if he has the opportunity to potentially lessen how long that suspension lasts, take it. Go and plead your side. Go and make your case. Go and make sure that you're telling your side of the story. Don't leave anything up to the investigation. You've got nothing to lose here. This isn't going to make things worse. Alvin Kamara is not going to go and say anything that's going to you know, create more animosity or that's going to create more question marks or that's going to make Roger Goodell go, you know what, I should suspend him for 12 games instead of 10. Like, that's not going to happen. And and I just threw those numbers out there. I don't think Alvin Kamara gets suspended for that long. But I do think that if it's a difference between six and four games to go up there and show your character and make your case and show your remorse and all those other things, then all of a sudden maybe that's worth it. Because again, you're not going to tick your games up. You're only going to tick your games down. And I think we're seeing some things on social media right now that's like breaking news. Alvin Kamara is expected to be suspended. Well, no, duh, dude. Like that's not really the report here. The report is that Alvin Kamara went and went the extra mile to make his case to Roger Goodell. So let's just conveniently leave out the report about or the part of the report that matters of Alvin Kamara doing this thing for himself. 
and let's focus on the suspension, right? That's not actually the news. The news is that he went and made his case out to to uh, to Roger Goodell. Jeff Duncan updated that report in a couple of different ways, mentioning that the uh, that the meeting did go well, which is good news. It, it wasn't going to not go well, but it is good to hear that. And also mentioned that Alvin Kamara is now back here in New Orleans, and the the Saints return to practice on Friday, and expect Alvin Kamara to be there. That that shows a little bit more about like, yeah, that that is going to actually happen. Um, and expect Alvin Kamara to just be back out on the field like nothing ever happened. Now, he did say that he would talk to us after he spoke with Roger Goodell. I don't know if that means he's going to talk to us immediately. Maybe he'll talk to us later on down the line after the season starts or something like that. But it is going to be interesting to just kind of see what he's going to what he has to say about that meeting and uh, and kind of how it went. But uh, I do think that this was a wise move by Alvin Kamara. And for the New Orleans Saints, like they're prepared. You know, if, if Alvin Kamara misses two to six games, let's just use that range for now. They're prepared. They're going to be fine. Uh, Jamal Williams, even if Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams played the same number of games in 2023, let's say they each played the full 17 game run. I I think that Jamal Williams ends up with more rushing attempts and more rushing yards because that will be his role. Jamal Williams will have the role of being the more bell cow consistent, you know, first, second down back while rotating with Alvin Kamara as the third down guy. And don't get me wrong, it's not like Alvin Kamara is never going to see the field on first or second down or anything like that. But I do think this is going to be a little bit more reminiscent of the Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, boom and zoom type structure, as opposed to the bell cow Kamara back structure that we have seen over the course of the past uh, couple of years. And I had a couple people ask me to to kind of highlight what bell cow back means. It, it just means that that's the that's the, the 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 running back that's always there, the one that you use in every situation, your go to running back. And I think that Alvin Kamara will be your go-to running back in terms of the receiving game. He'll be your go-to running back in terms of being a playmaker, all those things. But just in terms of a first and 10 run or a third and one run, maybe that becomes a little bit more Jamal Williams. Plus, you've got guys like Kendra Miller and Taysom Hill who can handle some of that uh, for you as well. Adam Prentice, who I expect to make the roster or one of those fullbacks to make the roster, all of that. So I do think that that is a, a spot where the Saints have prepared themselves incredibly well going into uh, going into 2023. And if Alvin Kamara does end up suspended and you're wondering uh, or, you know, when he ends up suspended uh, and you're wondering, okay, well, who does the pass catching role? Well, Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller, both these guys have been catching a ton of passes here in practice. They've been showing that they're able to do it. Uh, they've been running routes that people have been a little bit more surprised by Kendra Miller's route diversity so far, but they want to see a little bit more subtlety in his routes. He spoke with us uh, in media yesterday about his relationship with Alvin Kamara and how Alvin Kamara has kind of taken him under his wing, something I observed for you during uh, during some of the, uh, actually during one of our subtext Q&As, I, I talked a lot about those guys being off on the side, having a lot of conversations, kind of talking through stuff, Alvin Kamara kind of giving him pointers and you know when you do this, do this kind of stuff. Um, you're seeing a lot of that from AK, who's kind of taken that leadership role in Kendra's uh, trajectory here in the NFL. And I think that that's, that's great. But they also have Eno Benjamin, who's another guy that can kind of replicate that Alvin Kamara playbook. And I've been told that specifically by Saints coaches that they believe, yes, with Eno Benjamin, we can maintain the Alvin Kamara playbook. They've been very upfront about that. And so I, I think that that's probably your band of three with Alvin Kamara uh, you know, on the suspension list to start the season. Ideally, the suspension is to start the season, but we'll see how the NFL goes about it. Um and I think that that puts them in in a really good shape to still be able to produce on the ground and through the air, out of the backfield, even with whatever amount of games Alvin Kamara uh, might miss in 2023. So I think they've done a good job preparing themselves, not only to be able to work in tandem with Alvin Kamara, 
But to be able to work in lieu of Alvin Kamara, it turns out that was a really, really smart way to go about it because you might only have to work in lieu of Alvin Kamara now for two or four games as opposed to six plus, which is originally where this sat when the charge in Las Vegas was a felony battery charge, which then got sort of knocked down to a misdemeanor breach of peace charge. Very, very different situations there. So we'll see how that as well as the combination or the combination of that, as well as his visit, which he took Gail Benson's private jet to New York, by the way, not a bad way to spend your Thursday, uh, how his meeting with uh, Roger Goodell ends up impacting the eventual decision that we expect for the multi-game suspension for uh, Alvin Kamara. Will it now just be two games, four games, six games, something like that, three games, something in the middle? We'll see. But uh, really good stuff from Alvin Kamara and really good foresight for him to just say, you know what, I have an opportunity to kind of take this in my own hands. Let me go and do that. And I think that was a wise choice. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at how camp is going so far. We'll look at our camp stars, which absolutely include Marshawn Lattimore. But there's another one over on the offensive side that has been a consistent standout. And of course, we'll also get to our biggest surprises of camp so far, including a defensive end that you've wanted to turn the corner for years now, looking like he's right on the cusp of it. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Right now, hiring, especially if you're a small business, such an important part of your everyday mechanic, or hopefully you're not hiring every day. You could certainly avoid that type of turnover by using LinkedIn Jobs to find the qualified candidates that are going to stick around, that you know are going to be a good fit, and you're going to find them faster and for free. Yeah, that's the real kicker there. So you get to take your job posted up on LinkedIn. You get to also take that purple hiring hashtag frame, put it up on your profile picture to help to kind of spread the word that you're hiring. You get access to screening questions to make sure that people have the requisite skills and experience for your job. These are all amongst the many, many reasons that small businesses have voted LinkedIn jobs number one when it comes to providing quality hires versus some of the leading candidates out there. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Marshawn Lattimore looks like he is returning to all pro level and the New Orleans Saints should not and could not be happier about it. Appreciate you as always for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day to all you everydayers out there. Thank you very, very much for all your support. And a special shout out to one everydayer in particular, Braden, my homeboy, who's been watching football with his pop since he was a baby, coming through and checking out the show every day. Thank you so much, Braden, for all the support and to all of you for all the support. So let's take a look at the uh, camp stars when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. And I, you know, look, I'm not, we've said it over and over again, Marshall Adams freaking stud. I mean, this guy has been absolutely remarkable. And it's really all over the field. Like, it's not a situation to where you're just watching him going like, oh, yeah, no, he's playing really well in coverage. That's true. uh, But there's so much more to his game than that. Like, Marshawn Lattimore doesn't get the credit that he deserves as a perimeter run defender, one of the better tackling cornerbacks in the NFL. One of the big reasons that the New Orleans Saints drafted him was because of his willingness to be involved in the run game. And so you've got guys like him and Alante Taylor who loves to hit Paulson Adebo, who loves to hit and who is very physical himself. You have these really solid perimeter run stoppers. That's a fantastic addition to have for your team because under usual circumstances, 2023 was a little bit of an exception. 
But under usual circumstances, if you're strong against a run game up the middle, then teams will try to attack you from the perimeter. Last year, the Saints were really strong against the run on the perimeter, but they were susceptible up the middle being moved off the defensive line and things like that. So you're also seeing kind of the run game stand out for Alvin Kamara, but let's not lie. Let's not joke around. Let's not waste any time here. We know what makes Alvin Kamara and cornerbacks, or not Alvin Kamara, sorry, Marshawn Lattimore and uh, cornerbacks all across the NFL money. It's their ability to be able to cover and not let wide receivers catch footballs and sometimes instead catch footballs themselves. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, I keep saying that because we just did a whole Alvin Kamara segment. Uh, but Marshawn Lattimore last year had that effectively game-winning, game-sealing interception against the Philadelphia Eagles, that pick six uh, that he ran back that was that just kind of showed you film preparation, his ability, his speed, all that. Those are some of the things that are still popping off the field right now in training camp. You see his speed, game in and game out. You see his ability to make plays on the ball, his ability to knock passes away, to quickly react and trust his instincts. Something I mentioned we want to see a little bit more of from rookie Jordan Howden is see, trusting your instincts. Marshawn Lattimore, you see the opposite side of that spectrum to where he just simply trusts himself. And that's why he's been able to get in and knock away passes on these like quick slants between Derek Carr and Michael Thomas and stuff like that. That is not a hard, or no, excuse me, that is not an easy route rather to stop. We watched that in 2019. Everybody knew where the ball was going and they couldn't stop Mar uh, Michael Thomas. The guy that can stop Michael Thomas so far thankfully, is the guy that's on the same team in Marshawn Lattimore. So that works out pretty well for the New Orleans Saints. And, uh, and that battle between the two of them is must-see TV. I mean, whether it's one-on-one, seven-on-sevens, uh, whether it's team drills, it doesn't matter. I mean, when those two 23 and 13 lock horns, it's like watching a heavyweight bout. And right now, Marshawn Lattimore is coming out on top of that bout, but Michael Thomas is getting his every now and then too. They split the one-on-one -on -one reps yesterday, things like that. And so, um, yeah, it just Marshall Lattimore is easily like my top camp player right now because he's just been absolutely insane. He's been playing lights out. And look, the Saints were four and six in the 10 games they didn't have him last year with that lacerated kidney. Um, it was 11 weeks without him because of the, the bye week, but you know, it was 10, 10 games without him. They went four and six. And a part of that is because you just know how good Marshall Lattimore is. Marshall Lattimore is the guy that makes that defense tick. And everybody on the defensive side will tell you that, that like when Marshawn's on, this defense is at its absolute best. And I think that Philadelphia Eagles game was a great example of that, as well as the, you know, a couple of, you know, that, that even that Carolina Panthers game at the end of the season was a really good example of that. Even though the Saints offense was just atrocious in that game, you saw what the Saints defense did to the Carolina Panthers all throughout that matchup as well. Uh, 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 Sam Darnold's horrific uh, uh, passer rating, all these other things. Like that was guys like Marshawn Lattimore and, 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 and Alante Taylor and, and the coverage on the defensive side and the pressure from the defensive line, all that. So yeah, it's been great to watch Marshawn Lattimore be Marshawn Lattimore, to be locked down Lattimore. It's great to watch it during camp. And I can't wait to see him full speed uh, out there week one against the Tennessee Titans. Over on the offensive side, I actually had a hard time picking court and kind of my camp star over on the offensive side, because I didn't want to go with the low hanging fruit, which is clearly Derek Carr his quarterback. Uh, but, and then I didn't want to go too like esoteric and like too deep either. And, and, and mention Jake Hayner, although Jake Hayner has been really, really impressive. I uh, hear throughout camp, but I I'll tell you the guy that's been most consistently impressive over and over and over again uh, has been Rashid Shaheed. And I, and I struggled to pick between Rashid Shaheed and Chris Olave. So let me acknowledge both. Uh, but Rashid Shaheed has just been remarkable. I mean, that speed that he has on him is just wild. Uh, I think it was uh, Ricardo LeCompte from WWL-TV asked 
uh, Rashid during his post game or his post practice presser a couple of days ago. You, do you are you look faster? Like what what is that? And he he basically said, yeah, well I am. Uh, I I am faster now. Basically, what Rashid was saying is that he's faster now than he was last season because last season he was still recovering from that injury that he came in from the from the college ranks with. And so he's certainly faster now in camp than he was last year in camp. But I think that there was some residual impact of that that was still there over the course of the last season. And you saw how fast he was last season. Now he's faster than that. And it's showing on the field. And I do think that that speed that he can use to his advantage to take the top off of a defense is a part of it. But his ability to kind of have grown as a more subtle route runner, understanding defensive leverage, making those underneath routes count. Um, you know, his, the separation that he's creating right now is insane. Same thing for Chris Olave. Just the little simple head fakes, little subtleties. The Mike Thomas type route running is kind of rubbing off on these guys. Chris Olave was already a route running technician coming into the NFL. He was the best route runner, in my opinion, in his draft class. But, you know, Rashid Shaheed, like he gets to work with those two guys. He gets to watch those two guys. And then he's got Cody Burns, a fantastic wide receiver coach, helping him. He's got Traquan Smith helping him understand the playbook. He's got Kirk Merritt helping him understand sort of those veteran subtleties. And things like that. Like he's got a really good band of brothers around him. And I think that it's it's showing. And and Rashid Shahid, whether he's lining up outside, lining up in the slot, he just always pops off the field. Some of it is the get off off the line of scrimmage, how quick he is, his release package is insane. Um, his ability at the top of routes to kind of be able to sell, I'm going this way, not psych, I'm actually going this way, not psych, I am going that way. Like these types of little moments that he creates at the tops of routes and the conflict that he puts defenders in, these are all the things that a guy seven, eight years into the NFL does. This is a guy 10, 12 games into his NFL career. Yes, it's his second year, but he only played like 12 games, only appeared in about 12 games last year. And most of those, he didn't even get many looks because of how early it was, how much earlier it was in his trajectory to be getting involved in the offense versus the expectation. Uh, he's doing them now. He's doing them this early. So it's only going to get better, better, and more refined uh, as things move forward. So absolutely remarkable um, group of receivers throughout camp. Michael Thomas is working his way back, but he's, you know, performing. I think he had a fantastic practice uh, on uh, Thursday or Wednesday for all the battles that he fought and all the opportunities that he and Derek, Derek Carr took. And, and Chris Olave continues to impress as well. So I don't want to diminish either one of those guys, but I do want to hype up Rashid Shahid a little bit, a guy that has been uh, nothing but hype from the very beginning or lived up to, you know, has done nothing but live up to hype from the very beginning, uh, is, is just ready to do it again here in 2023. All right, coming up next, those are our camp stars. Now, who are the guys that have been most surprising in, in a good way? We're going to focus on the positives here, and we're going to take a look at a defensive end you've been waiting to turn the corner for so long, who I think is right on the precipice of getting to the next level. We got that coming up for you as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, which means fantasy football is right around the corner. It's the official start of fantasy football month. And so if you want to get championship ready at home, I have a great way for you to do it. Listen, I'm not the greatest fantasy football player because I'm the kind of guy that drafts a lineup, works on it for a couple of weeks, and then eventually falls off, never ends up setting a lineup, all that other stuff. So I want to introduce you to uh, Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. It is the largest fantasy football contest of all time, and it's back and even bigger with $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. The thing that I love about best ball is you never have to set your lineup. The best players that score off your bench become your starters at the end of the week, and then whoever's got the most points at the end of it all 
wins the league. I love it. Visit underdogfantasy.com or go to the app store to sign up with the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, and then you'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's fantasy, That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. Let's get it. Who that Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our camp surprises so far. Once again, appreciate all the everydayers out there making us your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out Subtext. Join Subtext.com. Get a lot more detail about practices, early information, inside information, all that, as well as Q&As, uh, film studies, and more. Uh, so as we look at the surprises in camp so far, I, I have to lead off with Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner looks to have really turned a corner here in New Orleans Saints practice. And I want to I want to be careful about how I do this because look we're eight practices and things can change over time, but I, I really want to be honest about what I've seen from Peyton Turner. And I think the way that I'd like to highlight that is to kind of explain this one piece. When you're watching practices and you're watching like team reps and you know one-on-one battles and th- one-on-ones are a little bit different. But when you're watching the team reps in particular, There are certain times where you say, okay, I'm going to focus on this player. I want to watch and see. I want to see how Isaiah Foskey does on this rep. I want to see the route that Rashid Shahid runs on this rep. I want to see, you know, the the run stuffing ability of a Jerron Cage or a Colin Saunders or whatever. And you kind of you kind of keen in on keenly focus in on one player. Um the thing about Peyton Turner is that when you key in to focus on another player, sometimes Peyton Turner is making plays that are so big that he takes your attention away. And there's been at least one play every single day throughout the first seven days of training camp so far. I think I said eight days earlier. It's been seven days. Uh, Seven days of training camp so far where Peyton Turner has just robbed somebody else of my attention because of a play that he makes in the backfield uh, in in the run game, because of a a pressure he puts on, because of the quickness of a move that just kind of catches your attention or whatever it might be to where he's blowing up a blocker or something like that. He's had a couple of those as well. He's done this at least once every single practice so far. And, and I'm not crazy. I've talked to other people about it who have mentioned the same thing. I've asked other folks, hey, Peyton Turner, pop off to you again. And like, we've all seen it. And I think, you know, if you look over at Saints News Network, we do our, uh, John Hendricks does his uh, observations for every single practice. And every single day, Peyton Turner's name is in those practice notes and in those practice observations. And so I want to give Peyton Turner his flowers here. Um, I think that he's done a fantastic job throughout training camp. And I think the biggest thing too, is that he's been not only consistent, but he's been available. He's been there. He's been present. And look, you want to see more from the Saints ability to stay healthy. I'm still a little concerned about their ability to do that. Two players now on injured reserve before the season begins. You've seen a couple other early exits, injuries, Andrews Pete's missed a couple of practices, all that. And so it's not like the Saints just kind of universally curve their injury bug, which was kind of unreasonable to expect anyway, considering their recent history. But what we're not seeing is any issues for Peyton Turner so far. He's out on the field. He's operating full speed. He doesn't look hampered. He doesn't look like he's ever you know, taken snaps off, anything like that. He's just playing. He's just playing football and and it's working and it's it's really, really working. And, and look, I think Carl Granderson is performing so well too, or the other defensive end, that Carl Granderson is probably still the starter opposite Cam Jordan. But man, Peyton Turner is absolutely making his case to see Carl Granderson like amounts of snaps, like when Marcus Davenport was in the building, but you couldn't keep Carl Granderson off the field. I think Peyton Turner right now is making a case for himself to have the same type of heavy uh, rotation 
uh, here in 2023. So that's absolutely a surprise, a very pleasant surprise for me in camp. Even though I was kind of, you know, I had my fingers crossed for the guy because uh, I want to see him succeed. It's been a pleasant surprise to watch it just completely unfold and him have this great training camp so far. And hopefully he can keep it up and maybe even watch some of it translate here in some preseason games. I think that could be a big moment for him if he gets into the backfield a couple of times, get some hits on the quarterback, make some notable pressures, forces some errant throws, and of course piles on some sacks during the preseason, I think that will go a very, very long way for uh, for, for Peyton Turner, who is looking like he's ready to turn that corner. Um, another big kind of camp surprise for me so far has been the, the uh, I'll say the way that James Hurst has been used. Uh, so going to the offensive side and going to the offensive line here, which I know isn't the sexiest conversation, uh, but look, this is something that I think is important. Um, and I was talking with uh, Doug Mouton of WWL-TV before our live special yesterday about this. And he actually observed this that I thought was a really good observation, really solid observation, that every time that we see Trevor Penning doing anything at left tackle, and when I say anything, I mean position drills, um, You know the types of drills where you're just working on getting your pass set or your run block set up, getting your hands up, all those things, team drills, um, You know any of that. James Hurst is always on on his right side, as if James Hurst is always set to be his left guard. And this was before the Andrew Speed injury. Um, in team drills, when when Trevor Penning's at left tackle, James Hurst is at left guard. It wasn't until James Hurst bounced out to left guard that Andrews Pete or bounced out to left tackle that Andrews Pete assumed his role at, at left guard. And we observed that on the show earlier on in the week. But what I didn't know and what I didn't realize that Doug Mouton kind of expressed to me is that even in those moments to where they're just kind of working, you know, position drills before the team drills, when it's not even, you don't even have an offensive line set up, you're just working on going from your, you know, your, your pre-snap stance to getting your hands up and, and getting ready for, for the passing game or getting ready for the blocking game. Um, even when they're working those drills, James Hurst is on his right hip. James Hurst is right there. So every time that you see Trevor Penning doing anything that resembles being a left tackle, James Hurst has been his left guard. I think that says something, y'all. I, I really do. And you know, I'm not trying to be disparaging of Andrews Pete or anything like that. I know I keep talking about James Hurst taking Andrews Pete's spot as the starting left guard, but everything that we're seeing so far kind of hints that, hey, that could be the case. Now, look, when Andrews Pete comes back from his calf strain, once he's fully healthy, all those other things, he might just reassume that left guard spot. And, and I get it. Like you're paying him money. He's been your starting left guard. You don't want to give up on him. I completely understand that. He's got one year left on his deal, whatever. Like I get it. But if James Hurst proves himself and says, hey, no, I deserve this, and he's getting a lot of opportunities to do it right now, I think the Saints should listen. I really, really do. So that's just another little observation. And, and so it hasn't been that James Hurst has impressed or that James Hurst has surprised. It's been the usage of James Hurst and the Saints' deployment of James Hurst so far that has been really, really interesting. And honestly, he's been solid. He's been solid at left guard uh, as well. Um, finally, I'll wrap up with just a couple of little like injury notes for you as well. Andrew Dahl headed to injured reserve. It was an injury that wasn't expected to be severe or it wasn't expected to be serious, but apparently upon further testing, they found whatever it was and said, okay, you're done for the season and had to shut him down. So he went to injured reserve and it's kind of heartbreaking. Uh, Andrew Dahl was having a really strong camp and this is, this isn't the first time this has happened to the young man as well. It's where he's had a good camp and then had to be shut down before the season begins because of injury, all that. So that really stinks. But like we saw him do high knees on his way out of the facility and like, you know, was walking fine and everything. So I'll be curious to hear. I think DA will probably tell us on uh, tell us tomorrow on Friday, like what the injury exactly was. Um, but it'll, it'll be really interesting to see it because everyone expected that that was going to be a minor injury, especially with the way that he left the facility. Um, and in other news, we also saw Calvin Throckmorton leave with an elbow injury and we saw 
uh, cornerback Alante Taylor leave with uh, hamstring tightness. Uh, neither of those are also expected to be severe. Also, neither of them went to injured reserve. So another positive sign there. So we'll see if they're back at practice uh, on Friday. And we'll see a couple of other guys return, like Alvin Kamara, of course, should return by then. Will Andrus Pete be back? Uh, we saw a couple of different like veteran absences, like Ryan Ramchek and Bradley Roby and Jimmy Graham and some of the others. They'll pro- they might be back tomorrow, too. So I wouldn't be too worried about those. But watching the Yolante Taylor and Calvin Throckmorton news, especially after what happened with Andrew Dahl, does make a lot of sense. And of course, we're waiting with the ticking clock to see when Andrus Pete makes his way back to practice uh, as well. So all right, so that is our look at the early portion of camp, as well as an update on what's going on with Alvin Kamara. If you want more information, you can always, of course, find it by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on saints. And of course, um, you know, on all the socials, which I'll tell you here in just a second. Coming up on tomorrow morning's episode, no live show tonight because no practice today, but coming up tomorrow morning, what do we want to see moving forward? And I think I'll get to a little bit of kind of like the disappointing things about training camp so far, just to kind of highlight those and what we want to see get better. So we'll look at all of that in tomorrow morning's episode before the live show Friday afternoon. Appreciate you as always, y'all, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Thank you for being an everydayer. Another big shout out to Brayden as well. As always, I appreciate y'all so much for making Locked on Saints a part of your day, part of your routine, for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.